Welcome to another episode of Walks, where we go on walks with people from all walks of life. Today, we're going to be chatting about traveling. So there are seven continents in the world, 195 countries. So basically a lot of places that one can go to. Travel has changed a lot, though, in the last 20 to 30 years. I mean, flights have become more abundant. Budget airlines were born and planes stopped allowing people to smoke on board, which probably looked like more of a scene of Mad Men than anything else. People travel for different reasons, right? Some people travel for work, others travel for for leisure. Um, It is estimated that nowadays over a billion people travel outside of their country every year, which may perfectly change after COVID-19, but let's keep that for, for another episode. Some people have found their life partners abroad, others have lost their wallet, and many have experienced things that they've brought home. All in all, it's a multi-billion dollar industry that moves billions of people every year. So what's so special about it? To discuss that today, we have my good old friend, Rudy Valdez. I actually met Rudy while traveling Colombia back in 2017 in Cali, the capital of Salsa to be exact. He uh, pressured me to bring this up in the, in the episode, but he's a great Salsa dancer. Just joking, only about the Salsa dancing part. We had a long conversation in the living room of, of the hostel we were staying at um, and then went out one, one night, which, which is kind of crazy because we've stayed very much in touch over the last three years, although our in-person time was maybe a total of 20 hours. He's 28. He grew up in Tijuana. He moved to San Diego when he was 11, and he studied mechanical engineering at Cal Poly Luis Obispo. He currently lives in, in California, and what's really exciting about Rudy is he's traveled to over 20 countries in Europe, Africa, and the Americas. Um, outside of Salsa, he's a huge uh, soccer fan. He loved Tijuana's tacos and wanted to be an astronaut when he grew up. Rudy, welcome on board. Um, and then when I got home uh, to meet some of my friends, they, they were like, Rudy, are you okay? Uh, we saw you on TV and the, one of the bulls hit you. And I was like, I, I couldn't believe it, man. I just kept thinking it was a person. And um, but it was a bull. They they showed me the, the video after, and uh, there were there was a picture where you could see me also. So let's uh, let's kickstart the chat. Tell me a bit more about why you travel and and, and how that makes you feel. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to congratulate you on this podcast. I've been uh, listening to some of the episodes, and I think it's really cool that you're you're doing this, man. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, yeah, on the question, I think it, it's something that's evolved over time. Um, I think at the beginning, it was more about the curiosity of uh, sort of meeting people from different places, right? Just like hearing their languages, uh, their cultures, um, that kind of thing, just learning more about uh, people from different places. And then over time, you know, once you meet a, uh, some people from different like I don't know Spain Germany Colombia um, the uh, the motivation changes towards more of a uh, that thrill that you get of adventure right I think people sometimes refer to it as the um, the travel bug uh, and I think it's something that's very present on on travelers um, I think it's the best feeling when you go to a place and you uh, um, it's you know a new place that you've never been to before, and you come out of the uh, train station or the uh, bus station, 
and you just have to figure out, you know, how the transportation system works and uh, where you're going and then the people that you're going to meet at that place. I think that's what uh, the, the reason why why I travel. It's uh, just the coolest experience to to see things new every, you know, f every other few days. Yeah. And how, how are you, so you, you mentioned obviously like meeting new people, which I mean, this is how this episode of the podcast happened because we were both traveling and we met each other abroad. How, how would you say like, how easy is it meeting new people has, is almost like the, the ease of meeting new people. So change with like the, the more you've traveled, tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it's easier when you're traveling than when you're just at home, right? Um, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to meet people because people are usually traveling, if not by themselves, in uh, small groups, right? So everyone's kind of looking for someone to hang out. Yeah. Um, we met at a hostel too, so that's a very open environment to uh, just meet people, right? Everyone just wants to uh, uh, go out that night or kind of talk about their day, what they did, what they're going to do the next day. Um, so it makes it really easy. Um, I I can say that I, I consider myself to be more of a, uh, uh, like an introvert, right? I, I don't really, I don't think I'm very good at talking to people in general, but just traveling uh, makes it a lot easier. And, and I think you can uh, uh, back me up on this. It uh, <laughs> didn't take very long to to become, you know, good, good friends and, and to start a conversation. Basically, as soon as we met, we, we were just talking for, 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 for a long time. So as soon as we met, we, we knew this episode was going to happen. <laughs> we were already planning it three years, two years in advance. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that, that's true. I mean, I would, I would say, obviously you, you know yourself better than, than, than I know yourself, that, than I know you, but I would say you, you at least came across as like a, um, outgoing guy i mean i remember yeah as you said we were like in the living room we just like started chatting i think like about our day and then like why we were traveling but i do agree with what you're saying when you're sort of like outside of your comfort zone and you're not home you're everyone's sort of like looking to meet new people so i think you're just more open-minded and like mm -hmm. more ready to interact with strangers versus when you're home you obviously have the people that you know you have your friends and it's easier to like stay within like that comfort zone of i don't want to maybe have an awkward conversation with someone that I don't know, or like, I don't yeah, even, like yeah. risk anything. So plus you have um, stories, right? Of what you just live, like everything's new to everyone. So you want to talk about yeah. that place that you saw that day. And, and also I should point out at that, uh, where we met, I was working at that hostel. So, uh, it was also a lot easier for me to, um, I was working at the bar, right? So everyone just came to the bar and then they wanted to get their drinks. And so it was, uh, very easy to, um, just meet people that way. Fair, fair enough. What about, uh, I can imagine that throughout all your travels, you've had at least one uh, moment of meeting someone that was at least a bit more awkward or um, <laughs> that yielded a funny story. Here's to know if you can share one of those with us. Um, yeah, I mean, you get some people, right, that are kind of uh, weird. Um, I remember, I think it was in Munich, maybe. Uh, yeah. Or maybe it was in, in, in Austria. I don't remember. It was, yeah, somewhere in Europe. And uh, it was just this old person, right, at the hostel. Sometimes hostels have a uh, an age limit. This one clearly didn't have one. And nothing against yeah. older people, right? But this, this person in particular was just kind of uh, 
kind of those like want to be young you know people yeah and, and kind of just uh like really trying to be my friend and i i just kind of i don't know wanted to keep my distance and not really you know hang out a lot with him which maybe it's not the nicest thing to do but i just you know didn't want to <laughs> didn't want to deal with him that much yeah so he was just like trying to like tag along with any other plans like yeah that and just like yeah we were in the room society for meals he was in my, my same dorm and um just you know, yeah. when i got there he was just by himself and, and all of a sudden he wanted to of course meet me you know know my name where i was going and it seemed like he wanted to tag along with uh, my trip and i just kind of like yeah you know i'm good thanks but no that's uh no that's that's a funny story i don't think i've ever had that with like an older person i think like they're that's part of for sure like when you're traveling you need to almost like negotiate with new people like how much you want to get involved because yeah there are some people that want to keep their own distance or may just want to be by themselves more than others who are like really eager to yeah. meet someone new and like that same night maybe like do a whole plan together so and it's a rare um, experience too right like most people yeah. are really cool and most people basically have the same interests that that you have or similar interests right so you usually get along with people very well i agree and i think like at least for me meeting new people is probably long term like the biggest benefit of of traveling yeah. i mean like the experiences in itself are like pretty amazing the places that you see can be amazing but i think the the friendships that you can make even like this is like a great example uh are normally more than just something that you have is like an experience you remember or more than like a photo it's something that you can once again like go visit them yeah. or like go do a podcast episode or who knows what, what what we can get up to in the future but yeah i think meeting new people is definitely huge and as you said like once you're out of your comfort zone it it helps a lot i think one of my one of, i was thinking a bit more about like awkward experiences that maybe i've had when meet, meeting new people i wouldn't say this was like awkward almost like in a bad way it was just like very strange to me but i thought it was like a great experience so when i went to it was, it was actually like in columbia i think it's when i landed in um i think it was uh cartagena and i remember getting a bus into the city and i was by myself and it was like one of those local buses and there was like a lot of um local people who were like going back into town and i sat beside this nun um <laughs> who was going back to um to the city and we just like started a conversation she could definitely tell that i was like a traveler i mean like i looked all scruffy and had like a hat and um not that every person that has a hat is, is traveling but i had one of those like big um hats that clearly looked like i was not heading just like back home and we had a conversation and it was funny and and when i say like slightly awkward just like different in the sense that she was very like open-minded and like outgoing she was just like telling me about all these different um like experiences that she'd had like growing up in in Cartagena like why she became a nun and um how she'd been married to like you know, like Jesus for like um a bunch of years and how she was always like considering her vows and um made a few jokes like i can't remember what it was about like how, like having an open relationship with them or some other thing so it was just like one of those experiences where i i sat down thinking like wow this i mean i'm sure she's a wonderful person but when i went and had a conversation with her i was like wow like she's like really fun um, yeah colombians man so, i love colombians so, Columbia's are great. Yeah. So, I think like yeah, I think like as as you said, some interactions like with anything might be a bit more annoying or you might not be like in the same wavelength as the mm -hmm. other person, but you'd also get to meet like some pretty pretty cool cool people. So, it's 
it's it's it's worth sort of like having the that risk yeah and, and the memories also right they're, they're usually your favorite places yeah. are wherever you met people that you got along with um more more than the sure. city itself i think it's just the people that you meet and, and that's it ends up being the places like your favorite places around the world right agreed um so one of the things that i found interesting when i was traveling is I think growing up, you definitely have a certain idea of like, oh, this is what traveling probably means this is like what backpacking is. But once you start traveling, you start to see that some of those things are just like not true or they're almost like more myths than anything else. So curious, you know, if you have any sort of like myths to debunk basically things about traveling that you were told or expected to be a certain way that when you actually started traveling, realized uh, were actually different. Yeah, I think the biggest one is probably that traveling is expensive, right? When you're, at least when I was growing up, um, I just didn't think that was a possible thing for me, right? Um, you know, I don't know, you always look at the uh, plane tickets and uh, the expensive hotels and, and the, the tours and then look at the prices and it's like, wow, I'm not going to be able to afford that, right? But once yeah. you start traveling, I think you realize that if you want to travel, you're going to travel, right? There's people that hitchhike. Um, if you don't want to be that extreme, there's uh, things that you can, like hostels, for example, where we're doing, those are very affordable and it's a great way to uh, meet people also. Uh, traveling by bus, uh, trains uh, can be uh, cheap also in some places. Um, the food also, just not eating at restaurants every, every day, um, going to the market and getting your food. I yeah. think there's ways that, that people don't realize they can, um, they, things they can do, right. So that their traveling is a lot more affordable. Um, and I think that's the biggest myth that I've, that I've uh, come across. I think, uh, just, yeah, people not realizing that sometimes, uh, traveling can be cheaper than just being at home. Right. Uh, for us that live in the U S rent can be really expensive and, it could be a lot cheaper sure. to just go and and travel around the world. I mean, for for what we pay, or at least what I pay in New York, or even like San Diego, I can imagine it's not the the cheapest yeah. city. We could probably buy like a a month worth of hostel for like ten people. Um, yeah, you so can, completely, completely. When great. I was in South America, it also depends on the places where you go, right? If you don't have a lot of money, probably sure. you're not going to want to go to Paris or Rome. But maybe you can go to South America or. Uh, uh, Asia or wherever Africa, if you want to go. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I spent, I think in six months in South America, probably around $6,000. So like a thousand dollars a month about. Um, and, and I also went to, uh, the, uh, Galapagos islands, which was a big chunk of that budget. Um, otherwise it would have been a lot less, but, but um, yeah. Wow, that's that's yeah. I mean, like six, a thousand dollars a month with all those experiences you're traveling. That's I mean, yeah, that's like significantly cheaper than what it would be also like yeah, back yeah. home. True. So with um with traveling and keeping it cheap, I know one of the things that you mentioned was um uh, hitchhiking. Have you hitchhiked at all? Has that been like a, a method that you've used to save up on? Um, I've months? used it not. Um... Like I didn't plan for it, right? Just situations where you're kind of stranded and you kind of don't, you have to get back to the hostel or something and uh, you yeah. just 
have to catch a ride. Um, I did it once in, um, I was in Tulum, I think. I went to some of the uh, cenotes, are called, right? Those like water uh, bodies underneath the earth that uh, you can go in and swim. And it's, yeah, like there's rock formations. It's pretty cool. But they're kind of like scattered around the area. Um, and it's kind of hard. People usually rent a car. There's not really good public transportation. Um, so on the way there, we uh, took first a um, public transportation to the, like on the main road. And then from there, you have yeah. to take uh, this other road, uh, dirt road that takes you to the cenote. And it was like, I don't know, a few miles in. And uh, we were going to rent a bike, but then we ended up hitchhiking with uh, just some people that were going in. Uh, actually, it was the, the water guy. There was a guy that was delivering water. And so we jumped in with him. Yeah. And on the way back, some people from, I think they were, they were Americans. They were from like Seattle or something. And um, yeah, it was pretty easy. People were uh, very friendly. And, and that was the first time that I did it. And then I did it in Colombia second time in uh, Salento also on the way back to the town. Um, we went to that um, that valley, I think, the Cocora Valley. Um, so it was yeah, yeah, short rides, but but very uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And and that's like a, a true something that I also like agree with a lot, which is in terms of like uh, hitchhiking and almost like taking a step back of knowing like what's going to be dangerous and what's not. Cause I do feel that growing up in, especially like in bigger cities, like I grew up in Madrid then um, spent some time in like Melbourne and now in New York. Like, I think it's made me more skeptical than not of people. Like if you ever have someone like offering you anything or if you have someone like a stranger coming up to you, it's, Oh, my first thought is like, Oh, like wh what do they need from me? Yeah. Like what's, what's yeah. the catch here? Um, and I think that like traveling, of course, there are people that are out there to, like, get you. And, like, there are, especially in, like, bigger places, like, a lot of, like, scams that can happen. But I do feel more times than not, people are just, like, trying to be friendly. And, like, in um, I remember, like, especially in Southeast Asia, like, a lot of people were just, like, wanted to help. And at the start, I was always very skeptical of thinking, like, well, what's the cats? Like, what, what do they want from me? But at the end of it, it was just, like, they wanted to be friendly. They knew you were... Um, like in a place that you weren't maybe like as comfortable or just like was new. Um, so I think like that's something that also like made me think a lot of almost putting my, my barrier down and, and being able to interact with people in a way where I wasn't like thinking oh like what's the catch or what are they trying to get out of me? Um, and once again, like that can happen, but I think like more often than not, you kind of realize that a lot of people where, uh, where you travel just want to help out. Um, and I think with hitchhiking, it's, 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 it's a similar story, and I even had a similar story uh, to that when I was in Myanmar, where we went to, we were going to go visit, I think these, like, uh, do this, like, hiking up this mountain and go visit a few of the pagodas, basically, like, the small temples, and I remember we, we had the option of basically, like, paying maybe, like, a hundred bucks, which is a <laughs> lot, considering sort of, like, the local prizes to have someone, like, guide us up and, like, take us there. And we decided to basically just like play it by ear and like go ourselves and take a bit more of a risk that way. And that's something that I would also highlight um, in terms of like myths that I got a different experience when I was actually traveling of like, you do want to plan for things, but you also want to leave some room for just like improvising. Cause like some of the best experiences actually come from like when you improvise and like take a bit more of a risk. Cause we went on this hike and bumped into like, 
um, monks in a, in a, in a, in like at one of their like houses in like the middle of this like farmland who offered us tea and like we didn't speak uh, Burmanese, they didn't speak any English and the whole interaction was just like hand signals towards like do you want tea? Um, and then we were like taking a picture with everyone. They were taking a picture with like all of us, which was pretty funny. And then we also hitchhiked back from like a random, I think it was like some European people who were like there, um, living there who just like got us in their pickup and like took us back home. But all of that was like unplanned. We just went, um, with, with a chance of like us going to the mountain instead of like having someone guide us, which was definitely way cheaper, but also just like gave us access to a lot more new experiences that we probably wouldn't have experience so that's one of the one of the myths that i think i i did yeah, when yeah. I, travel. I think it's a big one that people talk about people people is a is a huge one the, the people <laughs> factor but um so tell me you, you probably have tons of stories i mean you've traveled so to so many countries which is awesome across various continents like what would you say is your your best travel story and i'll let you define like what best means. yeah um best I, I don't know if i told you the story when we met uh, i probably did but um it's just one of my favorite stories uh from traveling it happened in pamplona and san fermin right uh running with the bulls um yeah. it was so i've been there twice but the second time i didn't run after the first time the first time it was in 2013 i think and um, yeah, it's it's you know a great festival for anyone that wants to go. I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite things that I've done in in my life. Um, but it's it's a lot of partying, also a lot of uh, uh, you know just having fun. Um, people stay up all night, and then in the morning, that's when they have the uh, the the run with the bulls, right? And I uh, being there, I, I just sort of uh wanted to not miss the opportunity right i was thinking what when's the next time i'm going to be here right it's probably the one and only time i'm going to be here um so i decided yeah. to go in um to to run with the bulls but i i didn't really have any experience of like what you're supposed to do or like what the good places are to be uh waiting for the bulls or just kind of the the uh, tips you no know, on running with the bulls um, I jumped in. Yeah. I was right at the beginning at uh, at first, and then um, they start with uh, some prayer that they do to the uh, to San Fermin, uh, and then yeah, yeah they uh, they give some warnings. I think like uh, five minutes before, I don't know, two minutes, one minute before. I don't I don't remember exactly, but um, I started running before the last warning. I obviously I didn't know what I was doing, right? And so I started running. Uh, then I realized that the bulls weren't out yet. I stopped right before there's a turn that uh, um, that that they they do right, um, and and it's supposed to be one of the most dangerous spots to be, I guess, because you don't really know how the bulls are going to take that turn. They could go wide, they could go uh, more narrow, um, and so when they uh, they finally let the bulls out, I can see people start moving, um, and it, it's also completely packed. Also, right the um, the streets are also wet because they kind of try to clean them before the run from all the, the trash and, and stuff from, from the partying. Um, and then just, it's super crowded. You, you can barely move. Um, you can't run very, very well. And uh, when the bulls start coming, um, someone trips in front of me 
and then someone else trips and then I trip with that person. I had heard that if you fall, you're supposed to stay on the floor, right? Because the bull, when they come, they see something on the floor and they just kind of jump over that something. Um, and so I try to do that, but then as soon as the bulls came, um, I just panicked, right? I, I knew the bulls were there and I, I just didn't, I just wanted to get out of the way. And, um, and so I, I got up and when I got up, another one of the bulls that was behind uh, hit me on the, on the side, like on my shoulder with the head, right? It wasn't with the horn. So that was the lucky part. Um, but I, that, you know, still got hit by a bull. And so I just, uh, it happened really fast. So at the beginning, I didn't even know it was a bull. I thought it was just someone else that had hit me. Um, but they, they record everything live, right? So um, when I, when everything was over, I kind of, well, first I, I dragged myself to the side, right? Um, and then one of the bulls came back. Um, and that's when I, re like when I first saw the, the bulls and the size and, um, like, you know, they, 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 know, they use the biggest and like strongest bulls for that festival. Cause it's one of the, uh, most important festivals uh, of the year. And, um, yeah. that's when I saw it and I was like, uh, what am I doing here? Um, and then when I got home, uh, to meet some of my friends, they, they were like, Rudy, are you okay? Uh, we saw you on TV and one of the bulls hit you. And I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. And I just kept thinking it was a person and, um, but it was a bull. They, they showed me the, the video after, and, uh, there were, there was a picture where you could see me also. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I was just really lucky to, um, yeah, yeah. That it was, was the middle of yeah. the head. Right. So, wow. Do you, do you have a, do you have a picture? I, yeah, I don't have it printed out, but I, I kept the clothes that I was wearing and, um, and I do have the picture in my, uh, computer saved and the video I had, I, yeah, I think I have the video also. I downloaded it from, from, it was on YouTube. Um, and you can see how, as soon as I was getting up, the bull comes and knocks me down to the floor again. So a few inches, wow. a few inches yeah, to the side and it would have been yeah. right back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If the horn would have hit you, I mean, like those horns are pretty big and like, can just yeah. like lit leave you like bleeding in the spot so that's uh oh, that's pretty lucky but it's it's also crazy how um i mean when you're there i've i've never um been in that situation but i can imagine yeah. like the adrenaline also just like messes with you and as you said like you wanted to i mean it's it's it is pretty scary to think like oh i'm on the floor hopefully the mm -hmm. bull doesn't hit me because it could like step on you and like these are like big um, animals where it could like hit you with a horn if it goes yeah, down. Yeah, and it so. happens super fast. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I, the whole time I was thinking, just yeah. I'm on the floor, stay on the floor, and then it happens, and I just panicked, and I was like, I'm not staying on the floor, I'm moving, and that was clearly a bad decision. So that was um, obviously a, a very memorable story in terms of having <laughs> your your life uh, be very much at risk, and glad. To, Nothing happened because otherwise uh, yeah. this podcast would not happen. So, knock on wood, that's um, that's great and, and glad glad you're alive. What about like almost like flip side of that question? Um, worst travel story you could define it however you want, like worst, but would love to hear. Um, I guess more the the intense, but in the negative side, yeah, um, type of story. Worst, I think it probably has to be um, the city where we met in Cali. Um, 
I was walking with one of my coworkers back from the, uh, the, the, the city market. I was going back to the hostel. It was uh, during the middle of the day and I, I got mugged basically, right? Or actually it wasn't me, it was the, the, my coworker who I was with, uh, she was on her phone and um, it was yeah, not the best area to be. Um, and somebody came from behind us with the picayelo, how do you say that? a nice pick. Yeah, like, like a, a sharp like object. A pointy. Um, and yeah. uh, just grabs her phone and then puts his other hand like high, right? Like threatening us with that thing. And um, so what I do, yeah. I, I pull her away from him, um, but he gets to keep the phone, right? And then he sort of like runs away a little bit. Uh, I'm like to my friend, are you, are you okay? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but he took my phone. And so he kind of stops, right? I try to run after him, but then he like threatens me again with that thing that he had. And I stopped, I back away, and then he, he runs away. Um, and then when that happened, we kind of like stand there, kind of like not knowing what to do. And, uh, you know, we're just like, like what just happened, right? And then a few minutes after, there's a car that comes by. So this is, you know, worst and also good story. You'll see, you'll see why. Uh, but there's a car that comes by. It's, it's yeah. uh, just a regular guy, citizen of uh, Cali. And um, he's like, hey, we just saw what happened. Um, we we follow the guy. We, we, you know, told the cops and they, they got the guy. Um, so we just need you to come now and, and basically place the, uh, um, uh, yeah, like testify, right? Like to put testify? them in jail. And I first I was like, skeptical and you know scared of like yeah yeah <laughs> that would be my first reaction. yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I told them also right? like I just got mugged I'm not gonna get in your car and you know I don't I don't know you and they're like no they were wearing gym clothes and they're like he was also with like his girlfriend whatever his partner and he's like uh, yeah no no we're going to the gym we we you know we just want to help you basically and I just you know got in the car and. I just trusted them, and and yeah, they they took me. The, the cops were there, and the guy was uh, handcuffed. And I, at first, I didn't recognize the guy, but he was with also his partner, who was this uh, like junkie, right? You could tell she was she was a junkie. She was uh, with this um, like one of those market carts, uh, just you know, uh, walking on the yeah. street and kind of watching what we were doing after the guy left making sure that we didn't call the cops or try to like do something stupid. And so I recognized her cause she was there with him. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's the guy. So they, they took us to, to the uh, police station. They kept the guy f there for a while. And you could also see sort of the, uh, the system at work, right? There was a cop that came first and he was like, well, first on the way there, the guy, had, was telling us that it wasn't the first time that he got caught, right? And before he got beat up by the cops. Um, and I was like... Like the, the person that yeah, robbed, yeah. like stole the phone um, from me? And I was like, okay, well, that's, you know, that's not very good. But then we got there and we talked to the uh, human rights person. There's always a human rights person at police stations, I guess. And uh, so I felt a little better that, yeah. you know, they weren't going to be abusing this guy. Uh, but then one of the cops came and he told me, um, you know, it's going to take a long time for you to uh, place 
the uh, the report and testify, and we had to take it to this other place. And uh, he said, just it's better if you just let go. We'll take care of him, and basically we'll beat him up, make him understand not to do it again, right? And uh, we were like yeah. thinking about just you know letting it go and not do anything, but then another another cop came and he was like, no, you you have to place, uh, you have to testify and put this guy in jail, otherwise it's gonna keep happening. So at the end, that's what we did. You know, we we stayed there at the police station for, for I don't know five hours maybe, just not doing anything, talking to the human resource uh, or the human rights guy. Um, with his daughter there also, she was like maybe six or seven, which. It sounds like a story. Yeah, yeah. it's like a Netflix show, like you know. It's like, yeah, And then the mom showed up with the guy also that was arrested, right? And I felt the mom, yeah, the mom, yeah, yeah. Of she the found person out. Who stole somebody the phone? told her, right, and showed up with some bread or something. I don't know she got food for the guy, um, but you could tell she was a nice, nice woman, right? Um, it was the guy that I think got into drugs and, and he just yeah. needed the money. Um, so it was really heartbreaking, but like, I mean, you know, I had to do what, what I had to do. I don't know. Like I just wanted to get him off the streets and, yeah. um, so yeah, it was just very inefficient process from there. They moved us to this other place, uh, where we testified. Um, the guy was also really, you know slow at the computer and just kind of asking us things about our lives instead of, you know, the, the actual crime. And so it was just really, really weird um, to see that. It, so it was, it was bad, but at the same time, it was good for those people that followed the guy and like, you know, the, there's just really good people in Colombia. I, I said that before. It's one of my favorite places in, in the world and um, just kind of contrast Colombia. No, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, when we were in Cali, I remember there seemed to be quite a bit of an issue with, um, with like drug abuse because we'd be walking along like the city center and like we'd find uh, people like approaching us and like basically begging, a lot of people like begging for money and some of them would like get slightly more hostile at times. Like we did have one circumstance where I had a friend with like a, a big camera who, um, just wasn't really realizing like the potential threat but we had like people following us and we had to like kind of not like fully run but like we just like move quickly to get out of there um so it is unfortunate that the city does have that because i mean cali is um has like so much um too many amazing things to it i mean it's like the capital of salsa has like amazing like spots that you can go to as you said like there are great people but there seems to be a bit of an issue with 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 drug abuse and um this story that you mentioned of like getting mugged reminded me of like a um, quick story that I'll share when I was in uh, Vietnam, um, similar sort of style of like um, getting mugged, but it was a bit of a different sort of like, I guess like outcome and, and the way it played out. So we were at this bar called, I can't remember, it was like, it was like a Western type name, but it was like in Vietnam in, in Hoi An, which is like one of the um, smaller cities in the middle where like it's very famous for like the the, the custom like clothing that they can make um, really cool spot but we're at this bar and I think it was made like a Tuesday it was pretty much like empty and it was getting late and our hostel was like in the outskirts of, of the city and we asked the owner who I think was like Dutch hey like do you know like how where can we get like a taxi like how can we get to like back home because like the 
roads were pretty much like empty and it's pretty dark. Um, and he said, oh, well, there are these two sort of like uh, motorbike taxis outside that they can take you. So it was basically like two guys each on a motorbike and it was like four of us. Uh, and we were in like small. So that in itself was already a bit sort of skeptical of like, how are we even going to fit on these motorbikes? But we managed to get on the motorbikes. I'm, I remember like in the back of one, like almost like falling off, which I was pretty concerned. And we just start riding into the night. Um, and we start riding and then when like we lose one of the bikes, which had like two of my friends and then they like the two motorbike riders like reconvene. They start like basically like, saying things in, in Vietnamese, which I couldn't like understand. Um, and I remember thinking like, wow, this just like feels pretty weird because we we're in the middle of nowhere. It was like dark outside. I didn't even know where we were heading if we were heading the right direction. So my sort of like skepticism starts to build up of like, where is this going to go? And they actually finally just drop us off at our hostel, which like everything was pretty much like closed up because it was maybe there were like 20% of the occupants of the hostel were actually there. So I think even like reception was pretty much like closed up and the receptionists were like sleeping inside. So there's no one on the street. It's pretty dark. And at this point is where they start asking us for us to like basically pay the, the fare. Uh, but they asked for an insane amount. I mean, we'd oh, yeah. gotten a, an actual like taxi, like a car there that maybe cost us like the equivalent of like $5. And then they were charging us like $50 right now for like the same ride. Obviously it was later at night, but it was like in motorbikes. Um, so we thought like, Hey, this is absolutely insane. We're not going to pay like 10 times more for basically like the same ride. So they start yelling. Um, we start to have like more of an argument, although like we could barely like communicate. And then at one point, one of them like starts calling someone and I'm thinking like, wow, we're just like in the middle of nowhere. Like if they bring backup of sorts, like, I don't even know where we are, you know, like we're obviously like by the hostel, but like, this is not like our, our turf in a way. Um, so, so one is like on the phone, the other one's like basically yelling at us. Uh, one of my friends gives them some money, which was maybe like the equivalent of like 20 um, made like $20, which already was like a lot. Um, and then the guy gets it and a, like gives it back to my friend. But the way the, the bill was folded for a slight second, I thought it was like almost like a knife. And I was like, wait, 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 like slow down. And then I realized it was like the, the bill. But all in all, we're like, hey, we'll pay you more than what you than like what we paid on the way there, but we're not going to pay you like 10 times more. Continue having this sort of like argument, basically. There's yelling at this point. We try to like start moving towards the hostel to see if we can get inside. We start to open the door. They start like kicking the door and like pushing it closed. And I'm like, wow, like this, where is this going to end? So at one point, we've opened the door a bit. Like some of us are inside. Uh, they're still like trying to open the door so we don't close and like kicking and like yelling. And I asked one of my friends for like a bill. And I basically put the bill from the top so that they would like grab it thinking that that was the money. And when they grabbed it, they obviously let go of the door and that's when we closed it. But they realized that the bill was maybe like three, it was maybe like $5, which is what we'd pay like on the way there. Um, or maybe it was like slightly less, but I gave them like a bill and they, they got distracted. We closed the door and then we ran upstairs, but they obviously started kicking the door down. Uh, nothing ended up happening, which was good, but it was definitely one of those moments where I thought like this could have gone like way way um way worse and it could have been like way different and obviously like not to say that that was even like a common thing in vietnam like vietnam was absolutely amazing like the people there were great this was just like a very isolated instance yeah. which can happen in the u.s can happen like anywhere but um and, and it is true that were there or, or they 
the hostel person was like in the reception, but because there was there weren't that many people, he was basically like sleeping. And uh, he was yeah. basically like um, he was basically like there, just like having an easy one, and didn't really like react when when it happened. So the hostel person didn't really like do much um, to to save us. So he just sort of like stayed there, and like when we ran upstairs, he just said like it should be fine. Um, but yeah, it was a. Uh, I mean, it could have been like way worse. They could have like brought people. I was thinking like, whoa, they might bring people. This might turn into a fight. Like, who knows? Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, like, it, it was an experience. And I think like once again, like there are moments like that that, at least to me, like they did happen. But it was definitely more of an anomaly. Like most people that we met were amazing, like really welcoming. So yeah. Sweet. Well, I feel like I've uh, I've I've shared quite a bit. Obviously, I appreciate all all the things that you've shared, Rudy. Um, I think to so like finish it off, um, I guess like the last question that I have for you is, how would you say traveling has has influenced your values as a person? Um, yeah, that's a really hard question. I think the uh, the most important thing uh, it's been a really humbling experience. I think um, just traveling around the world makes you realize, and it's kind of depressing maybe I don't mean to sound depressing and negative but I think it makes you realize how not important you are right and so um, it just makes you take things more lightly um, and and just kind of enjoy life more um, because you realize that I mean you're just one of I don't know how many billion of people in the world um, so you're like seven right? yeah like a lot. yeah, yeah. So, you know, whatever happens to you or doesn't happen to you, the world is going to keep going. Um, And also, like your problems, right? Like I, I don't know, whenever I feel like um, I have a big problem in my my life, I I, I think of the millions of people that have worse problems in their lives, right? And so it just makes me, uh, I don't know, like kind of makes me put things in perspective and say, okay, yes, I, you know, whatever, run out of gas, but there's people that don't have what, you know, something to eat. And I don't know, like, it's just, um, something that, that, yeah, it's just really humbling. There's a, um, a letter, I guess, a passage by Carl Sagan. Um, I think he yeah. did it in the seventies or something when, when the first picture of earth was taken from, from space, um, pale blue dot. And I think it really reflects the way that I felt, uh, from traveling. You know, it's like, it talks about how insignificant, uh, humans are in comparison to the universe and, and the earth and, you know, all your problems and desires and dreams and everything just happens in, uh, just this short period of time and, in this, you know, small place in earth on, on earth. And it's, yeah, it's just very humbling. And, um, I think that's one of the, yeah, the biggest things that I've, that I've learned from, from traveling. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's a that's a cool reflection. Um, I think for for me, I've definitely felt more of the the humbling part where you just see certain realities where like even the fact that you're like abroad and you're like speaking, especially I think like speaking with and connecting with like the local people for me is like the biggest yeah. one because you obviously like see so many different realities and like you see that yeah the the life that you've had and like the experiences that you've had have been like very different to some people who have maybe like not even left town um or have lived in that neighborhood like for generations have barely like traveled so i think that one for me was as you said like really um 
really humbling. And also the fact that a lot of these people that once again have had way less than you have had are still very welcoming, like still very much happy to say like, hey, come to my house for dinner. Like we'll offer you all these different things when like clearly they have way less than like what you have. Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, the other reflection of like how you're obviously just like one of billions of people and like even like our planet is one of like um, billions sort of like out there and they're different in the universe and, and whatnot. So I think that that's one that I, I think for me so hasn't really like kicked in as much, but it is an interesting one of um, almost like putting into perspective and like not taking like life too seriously as, as you said, uh, which is an interesting reflection. Yeah, I think that's how it is now when you're traveling. You just kind of, because everyone you meet is kind of, you know, going to come and go, or most people, because um, you're going to meet people, uh, different people every every few days. So you're just not, I, th I think, yeah, you mentioned it before where you, you're not worried about what they're going to say, right? Because you don't, you know, you're not going to see them in a few days. So you just kind of, it's easy to be yourself. Exactly. Yes, yeah, sure. You you know you're gonna probably see them once at that yeah. bar for the happy hour, and then you probably won't see them. So it's not like you need to like build this amazing reputation, which 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 I think is is pretty interesting. Um, one thing I um, will say that I thought was pretty interesting, like traveling. Um, to to wrap it up is this could be a very different experience for other people, and, and curious to get your thoughts, mm -hmm. Rudy. Um, but I know one of the things that I've that well, this goes back to the myth question, but just kind of like popped up as you were saying that you can be yourself when, when traveling. I think like one of the things that I went um, traveling and, and thinking was sort of like when you travel, like you obviously you're, you can be, people don't know you. You're in like a completely different environment. They're going to only see you for like one day. So it's easier to like, yeah, maybe like try to be someone else or just like maybe show parts of you that you haven't been showing back home. But I do think that, um, my, I guess, like thought process going into it was like, oh, like traveling is going to help me like find who I am as a person and it's going to let me like change and improve all these different things I want to do because I'm in like a different environment. And I think um, although it does probe you into thinking differently because you're in a different environment, I think anything that you want to change about yourself, sort of like more long term, you actually need to be able to do it almost like when you're home. Like it's, you can't go away to figure things out and then come back or like you can't go away and like fix things and then come back and expect that they're going to be fixed. It's almost like for me, traveling has been more a way of going abroad, thinking about maybe different things and then bringing those thoughts back home. And that's when I've actually had to like change things or like improve myself. Um, so like the soul searching component happened at home. It was just like traveling oh, sometimes got me thinking about different things versus like I went traveling and I came back being this. Yeah completely new optimized person because like I was the exact same person I just had like different experiences which when I was back home it actually like helped me change things but it's you kind of need to change it back home not just like when you're traveling because it's pretty easy to almost like have a lot of people like you or like have things work out when you're traveling because as you said you only meet people for one day and normally in that instance you don't really talk about like the negatives or like the struggles and whatnot but curious to get your thoughts. Yeah that's very interesting I never really thought it like that um but it's it's very true, I think, uh, because yeah, they're very different lives, right? When you're away than when you're home, um, and it's very easy to come back home and and just kind of go back to the same person that you were before. Um, I, I don't know. In my experience, I I never really traveled with that desire of sort of uh, you know 
um, changing something about myself or I think it's been more um, sort of passive the way that I've changed. Um, it's it, yeah, it's it, it's never been sort of an active motive to go traveling, right? I, I want to yeah. fix this or change this about myself. It just just with people that you meet, you're you know, you, sometimes you meet people that that they they uh, affect your life, right? And, and you're like, yeah, I want to be more like that person, and and it just kind of uh, organically happens. Um, but yeah, I, I can I can definitely see how. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to change some things, and you need some, some will and some, some, some more of a dedication. Absolutely, but uh, but no, this is um, this is being this is being great, Rudy. I appreciate you hopping on and sharing all this wisdom. I mean, you've traveled so so many different places, and I mean, we met traveling, so I think it's a uh, proof of concept that uh, this is not just like two friends from. From from high school, like two people that grew up together, we we probably interacted like twenty hours in person, and the rest is just being virtual. And, and obviously now this this podcast, but yeah, no, I appreciate you hopping on board. That was uh, Rudy Valdez talking about um, traveling, and then yeah, appreciate you you being on board and appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Van, and again, congrats on this uh, project you're doing. I think it's really cool. And uh, yeah, we got to get together sometime again once all this is over. Uh, you're welcome here in San Diego. Um, or maybe I go see you there in, in New York. True. We have we have two different places we can go to. I have never been to San Diego, but I've heard uh, the food is pretty amazing uh, aside of other things. But yeah, yeah we should, we should, we should make the, it happen. I'll bring you down to try the uh, the great tacos from Tijuana that I was Ooh. talking about. True, <laughs> true. We can get to Tijuana. I have, I have family in there, but I've never been to Tijuana. Perfect. Okay. Sounds like a plan. I appreciate you being on board. Thanks, man. Thank you.